Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in to Love Wrestling. It's a beautiful day in Edmonton, Alberta. It's a beautiful day for professional wrestling, and it's a beautiful day to be talking to a second-generation superstar, the number one contender for the MLW National Openweight Champion, a guy on the precipice of a dream match. Let's just get that out of the way. Colby Carino joining me, dude. It is great to have you on. Thanks for taking time for me. Like I said, so close to a major pay-per-view, a major match for yourself, but we'll get to that in a second. How are you doing, man? Good morning. I'm doing well, Spencer. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. I always appreciate the, the platform. Man, the thanks is all mine. I was excited as soon as I got told that I was going to be chatting with you to really pick your brain. You talked about Davey Richards. There's certainly one other dream match that recently happened that I'm going to get into here in a couple of seconds. But let's just talk about your mindset heading into hard times in New Orleans. You've been a pretty consistent member of the National Wrestling Alliance for about the last year, year and a half. How have you felt you've adapted and why are you so excited for the upcoming pay-per-view? So, uh, as, as you said, I've been around the NWA for like the past year and a half. I started there um, June 2021 and I've been on every show since then. It's, it's been an amazing experience for me. I, lo- I love working for the NWA. And um, this match actually came about because I was doing a, a Q&A with Billy Corgan, like the, one of the meet and greets before for fans and stuff. And a question that was asked to me was what my dream match was. And obviously I said it was Davey Richards. Uh, um, and, and Davey actually saw that. And he personally asked Billy for this match. So cool. that, that like, that's not, not only is it a dream match for me, but the person I'm in the dream match with asked for the match. And I, I think that makes it like a little bit even more cool and special for me. How cool is that to hear from a guy like Davey Richards? I was listening before we started this to an interview you did with the Matman podcast, and you talked about him not only being a dream opponent, but quite literally one of the reasons that you got into professional wrestling. So how cool is that for you? And feel free to pump your tires. That's what this here is for. Um, but how cool is that for you that the guy is specifically asking to work you? It, it, it's it's awesome, man, because I've seen this dude have so many classics with uh, Seth Rollins and Eddie Edwards and Roderick Strong, and it's just to, the, to think that like this guy that's had so many classic wrestling matches wants to put me to the test, I'm, I'm up for it, man. And like I've had a hell of a 2022, and I, I think I'm in the best shape of my life. I think I'm doing the best work of my life so far. And like in my mind, it's not that I just want to like emulate all these classic matches that I that I've seen him do, or I want to I want to surpass them. I want to have the best match he's ever had, not just a good match that he's had, you know. So yeah. I. I'm really putting it on myself to to make this match something really special, not just for me, but for everyone watching it. I really love the promo you put out a couple of days ago where you were talking about, like you say, all the dream matches he's had and likely will have in the future. But the one point you make was, I want them to have to talk about hard times in New Orleans. I thought that was just chef's kiss, man. Well done on that. Why specifically Davey Richards? He's maybe a guy that everybody knows is an incredible professional wrestler. Don't get me wrong there, but you know, even the Matt Men guys brought it up. A lot of people will bring up your Stone Colds and your Rocks and sort of the the apex of apexes, for lack of a better way to put it. What drew you to Davey Richards? So, like, um, I'm sure a lot of people would put, put, pick the Brett Michael or the Brett Brett Hart's or the Shawn Michaels of the world uh, as their favorite wrestlers. But, like, most of my life, I didn't watch wrestling on TV uh, a lot of the time. Like, I, I watched the Attitude Era when I was, like, two or three years old. 
but most of the time that uh, I was around wrestling, my dad was on the Indies or in Japan. So that's that's the stuff that I was interested in. And that's what I was watching. So I feel like I have a lot different of perspective on professional wrestling than most people do. Because mm-hmm. like I made it so far as a professional wrestler without watching like the most mainstream stuff. Like people are always like, "Did you see this Batista versus John Cena match from 2006?" I was like, <laughs> "Nope, never." <And> <laughs> nope. I mean, I'm sure it's good. Like I go back and watch a lot of the stuff there, and I'm always surprised at how. Like I don't know why I should be surprised. It's a multi-million dollar company with the best people in the world doing it, but I, I, I still get surprised when I go back and watch. I'm like, "Wow, this stuff really was actually pretty good." But that's not what yeah. I grew up watching. I grew up watching the people like Davey Richards and Roderick Strong beat the shit out of each other. And that's that's what I want from wrestling. Like the Davey Richards is a Davey Richards match is like the perfect encapsulment of what I think pro wrestling should be. It's aggressive, it's uh it's hard hitting, and it's just it's it's everything that draws me into professional wrestling. And that's what I that's what I want people to get out of this match. It feels like then the NWA really is the perfect spot for you right now, right? You talk about the tradition of professional wrestling, that real, you know, sports combat feel, for lack of a better way to put it. Is that what initially drew you to them off the bat? Or how did that process really start to join the National Wrestling Alliance? Um, it was, That wasn't really what drew me in. I think what really drew me in was the, was the history and everything that came with the NWA. Like being an NWA champion, it, like it really means something. And just to be able to, to notch your, your name in those history books, to be that... NWA champion Colby Cray, like that really means something. Like I could go down the list of all the NWA junior heavyweight champions or the heavyweight champions, and it's just a star-studded who's who of wrestling. Yeah. But like as I as I started working for the NWA more, like I definitely noticed, like I always heard Billy be like, We work, we work tight here in the NWA, we work hard, we were all this stuff. And I always felt like there's a slight disconnect between what I was doing in the ring and what a lot of the other people in the NWA were doing. But mm. Like the more that I watch and the more that I, I, I'm around NWA, I realize that it's like even though I'm going a little faster, I'm doing a little bit more flips and stuff, that we all have the same like mantra of professional wrestling that it needs to be hard hitting. It needs to it needs to be combat focused. It needs to be it's a sport, you know? Yeah. And I think that's that's where the marriage is perfect. How do you feel then challenging for maybe not an NWA championship in this match? Obviously, the MLW National Openweight Championship is a fairly new title held by some really great individuals, but maybe, well, obviously, isn't a National Wrestling Alliance championship. Has that maybe changed the approach a little bit? What are your feelings on that? I think it's cool feather in the, in the cap of my hat. But, um, like, honestly, like the, like, the MLW title, it it doesn't have that same prestige as the MWA. I'm not trying to, to belittle an MLW or anything, but like when you have names like Shinjiro Otani and Jushin Liger and Dory Funk Jr. and your previous champions list, like I'm always going to be gunning for that junior heavyweight champion. Like that's the belt that I feel like is mine. And yeah. it's just, I got to take it. So, and I'm, I'm going to at one point, at some point. I can't wait to send that clip out as soon as you actually do. We'll be like, we called this a couple of years ago. We called this a couple of months ago, days ago, whenever it may be. Um, You brought up Otani there. And, you know, it's not much of a question more than just asking for a story. But when I was going through and doing my prep, uh, your dad did an interview a few years ago where he was talking about a father-son moment you guys had for Zero One Wrestling with him and Tanaka. And I was wondering if maybe you had some memories of that, remembered it at all, frankly. But uh, if you could maybe share that story. Oh, yeah. So, um I was a little young. I was, I think I was six years old at the time. So my memory is a little scattered, but I've had this story retold to me by my dad so many times. Mm -hmm. Um, It was him and Tom Howard 
versus Masato Tanaka and Shijiro Otani for zero one. And um, it was a tag match. And I just remembered that they beat up my dad for the finish. Like, and then like my dad took the pin and everything. And it just made me really mad. So I like, I, I, I slid in the ring cause I was ringside with my dad. I slid in the ring just to make sure he was okay. And um, I don't know what, what got into me, but I just looked at uh, Tanaka and I punched him and, and he bumped <laughs> for it. And then like, I was like, all right, this is what we're doing. Here comes Otani. I, I bump him and then they're, they're selling for me. And then next thing I know, I'm chasing him to the back. And um, apparently what my dad's like freaking out. Like he's like, like, oh my god like he's gonna get he's my kid just got me fired like we're never gonna come back here again and he was so worried and uh like he goes up to me he's like why why did you do that and apparently i just told him that tanaka gave me the eye <laughs> <laughs> but um it ended up being like it, like no one was upset about it like it, it ended up being a really cool moment like the office was super like they they loved it too and yeah. uh it it's wild that that clip still floats around um, some 20 years. Oh, my God, 20 years later. Right. Holy hell. Isn't that nuts? And even for me, you know, it's 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 a bit of an odd way to put it. But is that surreal for you, how young you really were getting involved in professional wrestling? Obviously, a lot of second-generation individuals have started training maybe a little bit earlier than most. But, like, you were quite in there. I think you said that you went to your first pro wrestling show at, like, three weeks old. Isn't that nuts to you? yeah 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 but to be fair i i broke that record with my son i brought him to his first wrestling show at two weeks old nicely uh, done <laughs> but but uh, again on the flip side of that i look at my son who's uh three and a half and i also think that at four years old i wrestled my first wrestling match like in, in my own tights as in a tag match with my dad and i'm looking at him i'm like i don't know if you could do that jeez <laughs> So maybe not a couple of weeks or months from now, but say uh, say your son comes up to you in, a, in the near future, the eventual future, and says that they want to get into professional wrestling. What's your first reaction when you hear that? Oof. You sure you don't want to do like be like a referee or something where you don't have to fall down and get hit <laughs> as much? Great answer. Really great answer. <laughs> Obviously, with the family ties in professional wrestling, everybody's talked about your dad a ton, and rightfully so, but... Uh, Let's talk about your aunt for a bit. A couple of weeks ago, and I talked about a dream match earlier. I think it was a lot of people's dream to have Alice in Danger back in the ring. Finally happened on October 27th. What was the process there? How are you finally the one to be able to say, all right, it's time. Get back in the ring. Let's do this. Let's pump it up and successfully make it happen. Um, so it, it was definitely a process because uh, I like to do a show every year for like usually my birthday. And um, last year, I got to wrestle my dad uh, for my birthday show. And mm -hmm. this year, sorry, NWA was running uh, NWA 74 on, um, on my birthday weekend. So I couldn't really do it that weekend. So I was just mm -hmm. like, oh, man, I'm just going to do a show whenever. And um, after I have matched like me versus my dad, like I can't just n follow up with something that's like lesser than that. So I had to I really had to like dig down deep. So, of course, I asked my dad again and I was like, hey, can we, can we do another <laughs> match? And uh he said no. <laughs> he said he couldn't get it cleared this time. But um, this so I started bugging my aunt, and uh, she said no to. So I started bugging her more and more and more. And I guess she just eventually agreed to shut me up. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so. But I think I think it ended up she ended up having fun and, and ended up being a good time for her. But um, yeah, like I I just bugged the shit out of her. Really. <laughs> I was just like, come on, just do one match. Like, we could team together. Like, I'll do all the work. You don't even have to do anything. You don't even have to step in the ring. You don't even have to tag in at all. 
I, yeah, I was probably throw a couple elbows on the apron and you're good to go. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were all total lies anyway. I mean, I definitely made her get in the ring and do most of the work, but you knew what yeah. you were doing. You were taking that yeah, first you step the for wheels, the eventual but... 50th step. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to ask about your opponents, the Kirks, because I'm a huge Casey Catal fan, obviously, Brandon as well as fantastic. Why specifically did you want to get in the ring with those two for the return for uh, Alice in Danger? So, um I've been having like a, f- a feud on the Indies with Brandon Kirk and Casey Kirk for like the past like year or so. And um, they, man, they don't, they, Brandon specifically never shuts up about my dad, even though he knows this match is never going to happen. I got to tell him constantly, this match is not happening for you. But um, I, I figured like that maybe if I threw him a bone uh, with someone in the Credo family, he could shut up for a little bit. And also because honestly, I, I've worked them a bunch of times and I knew that. They're not going to really hurt my aunt. And, you know, they're, they're, they're safe. They're reliable workers. And they're a real mixed tag team. So, like, because when me and my aunt are teaming up, I don't just want to wrestle just anybody. I want to wrestle someone that, like, is also a team, you know? Mm-hmm. Even though we've never teamed before. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> maybe the, the husband-wife dynamic is similar to the nephew-aunt dynamic. And I figured it matched up very well. The question has to be asked then, Colby. You've wrestled with your aunt. You've wrestled your dad. Who's the guest for the birthday show next year? Hey, you're hearing it right here first. Here's the trip. Here's the the hot scoop. I'm working on getting uh, Aries or Aries from my aunt's uh, husband. But that one's looking even harder than my aunt. You had to start bugging a little bit earlier on that one, hey? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I already started bugging him through my aunt being like, hey, hey, can you ask him? Just one more match. Just one more. Just one more. Just one more. That's so cool, man. Very, very exciting things, obviously, in the past on the horizon. And recently you announced that you're going to be the subject of the Life of IWTV's series. Uh, I believe December 1st that launches. How did that happen? How how excited are you for that to come out? Because it's a very different sort of backstage segment or interview segment than uh, you'd really see anywhere else. So take me a little bit through that. I am super nervous for it to come out like <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited don't get me wrong but i'm very nervous too because i i really like go into a lot of the, the darker parts of my life uh like my history and stuff and i i really just go into what wrestling really is for me it's like it's a very personal piece and like i really it's 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 everything i've wanted to tell people in wrestling that i couldn't do in a wrestling ring so i'm very mm-hmm. happy that it, it's coming out and um I'll give you another hot scoop here. It's actually a two-parter episode because they couldn't fit it all into one. So they're both episodes are getting dropped on December in December. Very December. excited for those. Very, and very then, excited for those. That it, it came about because um Eric Royal, who did uh the one of the first life ofs, he was uh, I saw him at AML wrestling in North Carolina. And I was like, Oh, what do you what do you got that GoPro for? What are you doing? He's like, Oh, I'm doing the IWTV, the life of thing. And I look dead in that camera, I go. Jerry, you better give me one of these cameras because I want to make one of these. <laughs> and about six months later, the editor uh, the editor for The Life Of comes up to me. He's like, hey, I saw your message in Eric's uh, TLO and um, we want to give you a camera. I was like, awesome. It actually worked. <laughs> so <laughs> I was manifesting, I- manifesting, I think, is the common word out there that people are throwing around on Instagram for stuff like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the buzzword today. Manifest. Exactly. You see it over a graphic of clouds or something like that going through the IG feed, right? I think it's very, very cool. Live, laugh, love, manifesting. Um, 
I, I really do love it. And I obviously don't want to pry too much on it, but is it hard for you to be that open with stuff and do a series like the life of, you know, you're coming up on a fairly important six year anniversary as far as it goes. How hard is it for you to be that open? I, I don't think it's, it's very hard for me to be open. Like when I'm talking about, like when we sit here and I, and, and we're talking, like I, I'm sure I could answer any question that you have about it, but mm -hmm. also I don't, I don't feel like I can just shoehorn it into every public appearance that I make. Most of the time I'm in a wrestling ring, get, get ready to beat up or get beat up. Or uh, if you do see me on the mic, I'm mostly shit talking someone or trying to pump myself <laughs> up. I'm rarely trying to tell you my whole life story and all the, the nitty gritty of it. So mm -hmm. it like, it's, it's just the about like an opportunity that I feel like I, I haven't really been able to show that side of me or like mm -hmm. the, like how I think about everything and the per and like the personal sides of it all and versus what you just see the loud mouth, the noxious kid on, or I guess I'm not a kid anymore, especially with the stash that little, the loud ass <laughs> obnoxious man on your TV screens. You can't be that obnoxious with a mustache like that. You really can't what? be or like exactly. the most that's obnoxious. Time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Now, before we close her out, I do have to obviously ask on the hot topic in the professional wrestling world right now with the national wrestling Alliance and everything maybe going down with Nick Aldis and Billy Corgan and everything in between. So do you maybe have a comment, a thought, anything in between? Go tell me to fuck myself, whatever it might be, if you don't want to answer, but obviously got to ask on that end of things too. Um, I'm not a very controversial person, but I, like I'll, I'll I'll give you a little bit of my input. Um, I, I NWA's treated me very very well my whole time that I've been there. I, not only uh, financially, but like just the respect. There's a lot of respect I feel that's given to me that I don't get given a lot of other places. That when I like when I travel in the Indies, I like and not just respect for my peers, but like respect from the management and stuff that that I get broad ideas and I get asked about them. I don't get told what I'm doing. I like it's there's a lot to the NWA and I don't I don't exactly agree with going publicly and and shitting on them. I feel like there's a there's a, you can you can work behind the scenes and you can try to correct what you can. And sometimes that's not that's not always going to work out. Everyone's got different ideas of things. I don't always agree with what Billy does and he doesn't agree with everything I do. That's Hundred percent okay, you know, but yeah. I think it's a it's a different level to go on social media and and start airing out dirty laundry for everyone else to see because they don't have they don't have the the whole story too. Like, you can't feel bad for for someone that you walk down on the street that you see getting beat up because you don't know if they deserve to get beat up. Like they might have did something right before you walked up that they deserve it, you know. Yeah, and I feel like there's a lot of context that that's missing when you, when you put a lot, when you put your business out on social media, like you only, you're only going to show the things that and say the things that help your, your story, you know? Yeah. Truth's always somewhere in the middle, so to speak. Exactly. The truth is always somewhere in the middle. That's, that's the, that could be the big headline for cold Creek. <laughs> <laughs> New merchandise ideas. You know what? I won't even take a cut on that end of things. We can have that one for free. We'll close her out on a positive, Colby. You are challenging Davey Richards in a dream matchup in just three days' time at the time that we're recording this, taking him on at hard times in New Orleans. Give me some final thoughts. Give me some final words, maybe for me or for Davey Richards, before we close her out here. Man, I, I can't tell you the last time I've been this excited for a wrestling match. Like, I wrestle every weekend, multiple times a weekend, 
52 weeks a year, every year for the past 13 years, more than half my life. And I have never been more excited for a match than this. I've never worked so hard for a match. I've been in the gym every day since I, or every day possible that uh, since this match has been announced, I'm I'm in the best shape possible. I've been doing so much cardio. I am ready to get beat up and I am ready to beat Davey up. So no matter what happens, I'm going to make sure that this match is one of the most memorable Colby Carino matches you've ever seen. And definitely one of the most memorable David Richard matches you've ever seen. Well, all due respect to Davey Richards, but here's the hoping on my end on Sunday morning. I wake up. I've got to change the title of this here little interview that I put out with Kobe Carino to an interview with the MLW National Openweight Champion, Kobe Carino. Of course, you can check out Hard Times in New Orleans on November 12th. Make sure you get your fix of professional wrestling involving great individuals like, of course, Kobe Carino. If you don't want to tune in on the 12th, shame on you, number one, but... Kobe, where can people keep up to date with the latest and greatest before, after, and during the dream match with Davey? Obviously, follow at NWA on all social media platforms. But while you're there, you can also, on while you're on Twitter, you can go at Colby Carino. That is me. You are on Instagram. You go at Colby.Carino because apparently some girl uh, got at Colby Carino before I did. And oh. don't even use it. And so I got I to gotta do something about that. Um I don't, I'm not on the TikTok. I don't, uh, I'm on the pro wrestling tees though. You can go to pro wrestling slash Colby Carino and you can buy some Colby Carino t-shirts or anything? NWA merch too. Yes. <laughs> Got to pump it all up. Oh, hell yeah. Of, of anything that I have no idea how to use, it's TikTok. If there's anything in this planet that makes me feel old, it's how much my back hurts when I wake up and that I can't use TikTok worth a damn. We'll just pass that off to everybody else on the love wrestling side of things. You can follow us on TikTok. You can follow us everywhere. The podcasts are played, videos are viewed, or in my personal opinion, excellent content is created at Love Wrestling CA. If you want to tune into live professional wrestling on Twitch on the last Friday of every month, give us a follow at twitch.tv backslash Love Wrestling CA. LPW's final event of the year taking place November 25th. There's a ton of great wrestling coming up this month, folks, so make sure that you tune into it, whether it be an Edmonton, Alberta, or whether it be in New Orleans in just three days' time. Kobe, thank you once again for the time, man. It's thoroughly appreciated. Best of luck to you in the upcoming match, and really can't wait to have you back on again. Thank you for having me, Spencer. Anytime, friends. Thank you for tuning in. For Kobe Carino, I've been Spencer Love. We'll see you on the next one.